Now we're looking at the Ten Commandments. We started last week. Last week we looked about putting God first. This week we come almost to the negative about not having idols, no one else but God. Exodus 24 to 5 says, You shall not make any idols, you must never bow down to an image or worship it in any way. What is an idol? Well, an idol is anything that takes the focus off of God and puts it on something else. When anything is first in our life, if it's not God, it's an idol, even if that thing is essentially good. And what does it mean to idolise? Well, in this sense, it means to value something more than God. So, some people may park their idol in the garage. Some people may put their idol in their safe deposit box. There are many ways that we can have idols. Even today, we have to deal with idols because we mustn't think of an idol as something that is a, a little model in the corner that you actually go and bow down to. It's interesting because historians and archaeologists tell us that in every culture throughout history, there have been statues, little gods, goddesses, things like this. For some reason, there is a desire in man to turn objects or people or things into objects of worship. And God simply says, don't do this. Now, in the Bible times, there were three primary idols. There was Baal, who was the god of sex, there was Mammon, who was the god of money, and there was Molech, who was the god of violence. You might say, well, we don't have those idols today. Well, no, we just go to pay to go to the cinema to watch sex, violence and money. It's the same things. In those days, their idols were made of stone, brick, rock, clay, wood or metal, or something like that. But today we have mental images, not metal images. The shrine that we find in Britain today is normally in the corner of the room, a little box. It's not so much a box now, is it? It's like a flat screen that we plug in called the TV. Every night when we turn it on, we see our idols on television. So we don't worship objects as much as we worship images. Images of success, images of wealth, images of status, images of sensuality. And it is so difficult today to raise our children in an environment where the society is saying, this is what's important, when we're trying to say, no, this is what's important. Deuteronomy 4 says, for your own good, don't sin by making an idol in any form at all, at all today. Today we wear our idols on t-shirts. We proudly proclaim what we're committed to. And God says, for your own good, don't idolise anything or anyone. Why? Well, first of all, idols will disappoint us. They always promise more than they can deliver. Jeremiah 10 verse 14 says, those who make idols are disillusioned because the gods they made are false and lifeless. Now the adverts today will say, wear our label and you'll be popular. Buy our product and you'll be successful. Drink our beer and it won't get any better than this. Buy our toothpaste 
and you'll have real sex appeal. These things always promise more than they can deliver. And so anytime we put any person, anything, any product in the place of God, anytime we expect anyone to solve all our problems, make us popular or whatever, guarantee our happiness, we will be disappointed. Idols, anything before God, will always ultimately disappoint us. But not only will they disappoint us, they will dominate us. If we don't watch out, they end up controlling our life. The Bible says before you knew Christ, you were controlled by dead idols who always led you astray. And there are two inevitable effects when we love something more than God, when we put something before God. And the first thing is the, first, the thing we love more than God will begin to control us. Actually, the word we often use today can be the word addiction. Because we can be addicted to our work, we can be addicted to sex, we can be addicted to sports. There are numerous things besides alcohol or drugs that we can be addicted to and we are dominated by them. But eventually, whatever dominates our life runs our life when we love something more than we love God. It runs our life. It controls us. It dominates us. But also, we will be led astray. We lose our perspective when something takes place in our life that ought to be where God is. I mean, how many people, by the lure of promotion, were led to neglect their family at a crucial time in their children's lives? Or, for the promise of fame, compromised their integrity? Or, for the profit motive, threw convictions out of the door? The Bible says, God says, if we don't watch out, an idol, anything that we love more than God, will distract us and we will lose our values and it will begin to dominate our lives. We may never have realised this, but if we allow a person in our life to so control our life by their approval or disapproval, if we allow them to control us and choose what's right for us, even when it's wrong, that's not called, just called codependency. That is actually idolatry, where we allow someone else to so control us that we're seeking to approve uh, their approval. It's making that person our God. And God says, don't do it. Put God's approval right at the top. Once you've got God's approval, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about us. So, idols will disappoint us, they will dominate us, but they will also deform us. They will change us. They will warp us, we will lose our uniqueness that God gave us because, because we become like what we value most. Psalm 115 verse 8 says, Those who make idols become like them, and so will those who trust in them. We may shape an idol but it ends up shaping us. We will become like whatever is first place in our life. So we better reserve that spot for God or we will be deformed from being what God meant us to be in the first place. The other week we looked in a, a, a sermon about a young, rich young ruler who came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to get eternal life? Jesus simply says, go and sell everything you've got and give it to the poor and come and follow me. 
doesn't say it to anybody else in the Bible. He only says it to this, this man. Why? Because Jesus knew that what was the idol in his life was his bank account. And Jesus went straight to the heart of the issue and said, you've got another God in your life. You've got to get rid of that and then you can come follow me and then you will have eternal life. Jesus says, be willing to let go of anything so that I can be first in your life. We have to do that. This man counted the cost, decided it wasn't worth it, and walked away sadly and did not follow him. And the question for all of us today is, what might we need to give up? What is it in our lives that we're holding on to that's keeping us from being all God wants us to be? Is it a relationship? We know it's not right, but we don't want to let go of it. A career. We might know that it's just not right, but we hold on to it. Or the habit that we're going to hold on to becomes an idol if we won't give it up when God tells us to. And if we can't let go of it, we don't own it. It owns us. So those are three reasons why we shouldn't have idols because they disappoint us, they dominate us and they deform us. So God says worship only him. Worship means giving our highest love and devotion to him. Given our loyalty, our highest loyalty to God because only God deserves it. Not any person, not any career, not anything. Only God deserves that because he made us. Sadly, most people are like the people talked about in Romans 1. Many exchange the truth about God for a lie. They worship and serve what God has created instead of the creator himself. So he says, worship only God. And there are three benefits of worshipping God. The first is... It will delight us. When we put God first in our life and we love him first, God says we will experience all the fulfilment in life that we've been looking for in other places. Jesus says that he will give us life and life in all its fullness. He also says seek first God's kingdom. Seek your happiness in him and he will give you your heart's desire. Look, look at that promise. We go to God and he will give us the fullness of life. He will give us what we, our hearts desire when we put him first in our lives. God will give us our hearts desire. He says, try it. Put me first. Love me first. Worship me first. Worship only me. And I will bring you the fulfilment you've always wanted in life. That doesn't mean it will be trouble free, but it will be the best life. A fulfilled life. A satisfying life. Romans 10 verse 11 says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. So don't settle for an image of God. An image is a shadow of the real thing. Worship only God because it will delight us. It will satisfy us. It will fulfill us. Secondly, it will deliver us. The Bible says we will experience freedom like we've never felt if we will just put God first in our life. Jesus said, if you obey my teaching, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And he also says, if the Son sets you free, you will be truly free, you will be really free. And you see, when we put God first in our life, we no longer have to worry about the approval of other people because we're only focusing on pleasing God. 
And that makes it so relaxing. As soon as we start thinking about other people and what they might think of us, we get all tied up in knots. But when we are just seeking God's approval, and knowing that the Bible says he loves us, he likes us, he delights in us, that's relaxing. It sets us free from the expectations and approval of others. But more than that, we are so set free, we're set free from our past because we've been completely forgiven. We don't carry those regrets anymore. We're set free in the present because we have a new power to break the habits we can't break on our own. But we're also free in the future because we're not afraid of what's going to happen in the future. Even death doesn't hold any fears for us because we know where we're going. So we're set free in the past, we're set free in the present and we're set free in the future. That is what real freedom is about. That is real freedom. And when we're set free by Jesus, we are really free. So when we worship only God, it not only delights us, it delivers us, but it will develop us as well. It helps us develop our potential to become that unique person that God created us to be and will become like what we love. The Bible says, as the Spirit of the Lord works with us, we become more and more like him. And we become like Jesus. And that is the whole purpose, to become more and more like Jesus. You see, if we love money, ultimately we become materialistic. If we worship ourselves, we become more selfish. But if we worship Jesus, if we love him, we will become like him. And that's what God wants us to become, to develop the characteristics of Christ. To have more love, more joy, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more gentleness and self-control. I can't think if I've missed any out, but the fruit of the Spirit. To become like Jesus. It develops us to our full potential. And we cannot become like him, we cannot become all God wants us to be without putting him first in our life. You know, it's not easy building a society on God's values when everything else in society is saying, these are the values you ought to idolise. And maybe we're saying, no, I've got no idols. But have we got them in our heart? Is there something, someone, that is more important? We don't, I don't know, but I don't think any of us here will have little statues hanging around that we bow down to. But have we got them? Is there something, someone that isn't first? That, is there something, someone who is first in our lives besides God? That God is second place or third place? You know, some people have an image of God as an unpleasable parent. That somewhere up in heaven, God is sitting there, and we might get all straight A's, but have one B, and God says that's not good enough. And some of us have that image of God. Some people have an image of God as an angry step-parent who doesn't want us around and couldn't care less about our life. Perhaps others have an image of God as a feeble grandparent who lets us get away with murder because he couldn't stop us if he wanted to. All of those are false images of God. Basically, they're idols. We have this image of who God is. But he's not like that. That's an idol. And God wants us to know him as he really, really is. So what is God really like? How do we know what God is really like? 
Because God does want us to know him and he wants us to know it so clearly that he came to earth in human form so we could know what he's like. And of course, that person is Jesus. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. So do we want to know what God is like? Just look at Jesus. Philip, one of the disciples came to Jesus and said, show us what God is like. Show us the Father. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's as clear as that. When we look at Jesus and his life, that's how we get to know God. Jesus came to earth. If he'd wanted to communicate to ants, he would have become an ant. If he wanted to communicate to dogs, he would have become a dog. But he wanted to communicate with you, with me, with people. So he became a person. And if we want to know what God is like, we simply need to get to know Jesus, to look at him. So if we're going to build a strong society, if we're going to build a strong personal, personal life, we've got to settle this issue. We've got to put God first in every area of our life. And we have to get to know what God is like by getting to know Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you have never got to know Jesus, and you want to know what God is like, get to know Jesus today. Just pray a simple prayer that says, Jesus, I want to know you. Come into my life. I want to follow you as best as I know how now. And trust him for who he is. And get to know Jesus, and get to know the real God, the God of the Bible who says, I love you and I want to know you and I want you to know me. And put God first and have, get rid of the idols and worship and love and follow only God.